Hello and welcome to the Hunter's Hub, the video game podcast part of the Monster Hunter community. And tonight we are finishing our best games of the year. Uh, all of us have games today, so we are getting five through one. Um, and like I said last week, not all of us got to get to ten games out of the year. It was just mostly me. Ace, Ace, Ace made it work. Mm-hmm. He got there. Um, but now we're we're talking about the important ones, the five through one, um, which I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I really like ten through six, but I am more excited to talk about five through one tonight, and I'm excited to hear what you guys have. I'm sure that we all have some crossover. Uh, I'm I, I have suspicions, and we'll see if they're confirmed, and yeah, we'll go we'll we'll pick up from there. Um. Thank you, Sasha, for coming tonight. How you doing? I'm all right. Uh, had a nice snowed in two days. So wrapped up on my work on Friday. And today I jumped back into Starfield. Played a lot of that today. Damn. Yeah. Play through two, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I bought a game on Thursday and beat it yesterday. And while it only cost $22, I wanted more. A lot more. <laughs> but however, uh, since I'm already keeping track of 2024's games of the year, it is sitting at number one because it was super awesome. And we'll talk about that one later. All right. <clears throat> um, and welcome, Ace, with your creamy jalapeno... I forget what they were, but wings. Banero right? cream cheese tornados. They're essentially like taquitos. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen them on uh, frozen food shelves. Mm-hmm. Tornados, taquitos, stuff like that. Oh yeah. I don't go to a lot of Mexican restaurants, despite them being ninety percent of the restaurants in this fucking town. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We've got a new Indian place opening up in town here. Um, What else do we got? We've got some other cool things coming in. We've got a new coffee shop coming in by Easttown Mall. So I guess maybe we'll venture over there and see what that's about. uh, Have I I told you guys my my obsession with a turkey sandwich from a coffee shop here? No. I think you might have mentioned it. So... There's this, like, uh, I don't mean to be judgmental. However, my my bias and judgmentalness really came out being at this coffee shop a couple times. Like, ultra hipster oh, yep, place. Yep. Now I remember, like, yeah, you, you called about this one. That's, yeah. That was the I don't even word. like being in there. Yeah. Uh, Paper City Coffee. However... I love their turkey sandwiches and this every paycheck I have gone on paycheck day and got one of those turkey sandwiches because they're $8, uh, which is a little expensive for a sandwich, but, um, I skipped it this week because, uh, I ended up having to do some stuff for work that day. So we didn't eat lunch, didn't have a free lunch. However, I still want to do it eventually because, Freaking love that sandwich, but 
Yeah. Uh, I can't help. IBE in town. They have a deli section where you can get uh, made-to-order sandwiches, and they are very good. Yeah. And they're like there was a couple places like that in Dayton. Yeah. People are like, we're going to Kroger's for lunch, and we're like, what? Why would you go to? Nope, Kroger's has this amazing like it was a really nice Kroger that oh, had yeah. uh, Kroger for lunch like, is basically what grew Ripley when I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They had this awesome sandwich deli. They they would make stuff to order and give you sides and stuff. And then if you wanted, there was the sushi bar behind you that was not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good sushi, and the salad yeah. bar is really good price. Yeah. Kroger is legit for lunch. It is if it's a big enough Kroger. Yes, if that's it's true. Like the, if it's the smaller ones, like the ones we have here in my town, it's not even an option. There's not even a thing there. Mm-hmm. There isn't any ready-made lunch things. It's yeah. just, here is meat. Have fun. <laughs> <clears throat> Unless you feel like eating a, like, well, a haunch of ham for lunch, I guess. Like some sort of lion. <laughs> I was going to say, just stick like a, a uh, bone in it and it's mutton chop it yep gotta get that jingle mm, tasty so uh tonight uh so we're, like i said we're going to go through our five through ones but uh as with our tradition we give our honorable mentions but we now have our dishonorable mentions to start the night because i'd rather start the night on a low note and then ended on a high note mm-hmm. with the with the list. So uh, I'll I'll lead us off like I did last week to sort of keep the keep the order going. Um, so my dishonorable mention is Armored Core Six. <laughs> now I know a lot of people <laughs> like this game and from software, and they like Armored Core games. Look, I like mech games. I'm not big into the theme, but I yeah, I've always liked the Mech Warrior games. I've liked several, you know, robot fighting games and whatnot. This looked interesting, and then I picked it up and it was just a hot mess of just all sorts of things I did not like. Um It was very interesting, uh, in a bad way, I'll say. Interesting in a bad way, the movement controls. Mm-hmm. Um for instance, you're supposed to boost everywhere, right? Well, if you're supposed to boost everywhere and that's what the movement is guarded around, if you get hit, you stop boosting, then you start slow walking, which gets you hit even more. So why wouldn't you just make everything boost? Why are we having to go through two to three button presses to get back to boosting when that's what you want us to do the whole time? Sure, get hit, slow down a little bit as a punishment for getting hit, whatever. That's normal. Don't like also have to do two more button presses to get back to boosting. It just really annoyed me. Um, uh, if people enjoyed this game, I know that there was a, uh, a quote unquote noob filter into the, in the game, which was the first boss. Um, I did get past that noob filter fairly well. I didn't do it in first shot, obviously. 
<clears throat> but so it's not like I was terrible at the game. There were just a lot of things it was doing that I just didn't enjoy and didn't like. <clears throat> there was all these. The story did not click with me. You're some sort of mercenary. And then you like betray your mercenary guild or whatever to join these other guys. And then like I didn't. It's not like I didn't know what was going on at the time. It just didn't. It felt uh, extremely self-important and really weird. Mm -hmm. Like, look at me, I'm an awesome pilot, yet I'm a new pilot kind of deal. Mm. And I was just like, e either you go for the underdog or you go for the big, like I'm the big guy on the, on the, 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 the cool guy on the field. You can't do both. Like, I, <laughs> right. please don't do both. <laughs> so, the hot shot, I guess. Um, so yeah, it was just it was just a mess of ideas and a mess of gameplay for me. And apparently, people really liked it. Uh, it was up for awards this year, and I was just like, well, "I'm not voting for it." <laughs> and it didn't really seem that. I, I just didn't have fun. Yeah. So it was the first game uh, up until I did a lot of trading this year. It was the first game in many years that I traded in. Uh, and it was probably the first and only game that I traded in on the merit of I don't like it. Uh, Fair enough. So, there we are. Uh, Ace, I know you led with a dishonorable mention last week. Um, do you have another? Mm. I don't think so. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Um, so we'll just we'll skip and just go to Sasha for your dishonorable mention, which was almost Diablo Four, as mm -hmm. I remember. It was, it was, but I I really had to give it to like the game I hated playing the most, which is a game I I have only played because my kid made me play it. Um, it's my <laughs> least favorite, my least favorite game of the year and I ha I feel like I have legitimate reasons but also this is a game that a lot of people love um, mm -hmm. and it's Disney Dreamlight Valley hmm. I oh yeah really I I do not understand the appeal I feel like I'm living inside of a microtransaction I feel like, I'm living inside a microtransaction on the original Xbox. Like, not even, like, good graphics. Like, it's... it. It's like it just wants you to spend money. You don't have to spend money. You can just slowly play this game. Very slowly. Mm -hmm. Painstakingly. And it's a little bit worse when you have your toddler who's like, Mom, can we please go meet Elsa? Can we please go meet so-and-so? Can we please go meet this? Can we please go do that? And I'm like, I need you to be satisfied with Goofy right now because that is all <laughs> we have. We have Goofy and we have Scrooge McDuck. And I understand you don't know who Scrooge McDuck is, but that's just who we've got and you're going to roll with it. Mm. So... um. The girls played this when it came out a couple of years ago, and it did not sound appealing to me. It's it is like 
it felt like I was trapped in the tutorial forever because there's not like real <laughs> encouragement to like move forward unless you have money to spend to buy the shit to unlock it faster. So like you're just like constantly farming oh, wow. in the area in the beginning. And then my kid was like, Hey, um, like let's, let's do, I think it's like an Ursula mission because that came with the Game Pass stuff. So you had like Game Pass had it free and it came with this little bundle and you got this Ursula mission. But I can't even get anywhere. I can't get to those places because everything in the map is blocked off until I like progress the story. But I can't progress the story unless I farmed a certain enough materials. And it's just oh. not fun. It's not even like it's a good like game it's not even a good game it's not like i feel like i'm playing like a like a good farming simulator or something i'm playing a lousy graphic game and i don't know i just really did not have a good time and because i'm not like a disney adult i i don't see the appeal in like pushing myself through or paying money i could not imagine having paid money for this game Nope. Well, it's on Game Pass, so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I I don't I I have no defense to, for this game, to be honest. Like I, I'd not had uh, any. The girls don't even play it anymore. Like I don't. They 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 played it for like a good couple weeks, and that was it. <clears throat> I played a ton for Ripley to get I got the Encanto like put into the starter area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she's like okay great now like let's go inside and we do mm-hmm. and it's just this like one room like you don't actually get to explore mm-hmm. like the Encanto you just like Casita here it's you go. This is like a themed a room. room now. Yeah. It I, and it looks like the encounter from the outside. Then you get inside. Yeah. And it looks like the the poblano. Yes. And then like I did the ratatouille stuff. Mhm. And there's all of these ingredients and shit in this place. And so I start picking up all this stuff. And I quickly fill up my inventory. So you can unlock recipes by just like randomly throwing shit in the pot. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, cool, let's just like invest, you know, like do what we can while we're here. So I do all this stuff, um, finish up the missions, and then I go to leave and I decide instead of picking up some of the crap that I had picked, I came in to Ratatouille with. I just left that shit behind. I was like, I'm going to go back with some ingredients. Like I'm going to take back like, you know, some, some of these ingredients that I can't grow in these areas yet. So I go Mm -hmm. finish up the mission. I go back to the main area and my fucking backpack is cleared out of anything that I had at Ratatouille and only what I brought in. And then the stuff that I left behind gone, lost forever. Just, mm. And I'm like, I don't think I'm ever going to play this game for you again, Ripley. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty rough to just lose things like that where it's a farming game. Like that's just yes, yes. That's uh... or like I don't know. Had it said something to me like, "Hey, you can't take any of this stuff with you," I'd have been like, "Cool." Let me do what I can while I'm here, and then I'll go. But I made a choice to fill my backpack with all those ingredients. Thinking I'm slick. That's terrible. Yeah. That's absolutely terrible. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was pretty mad about it. Now, we have not played it. She's asked me a few times since, and I'm just like, "I, I can't. I just don't think I can. I will say, personally, I am also not much of a Disney adult. I do like quite a few Disney movies and still occasionally will rewatch them, especially with the girls. But then sometimes I go and rewatch it myself because we started it with the girls and then like I just need to finish it. So I'll just watch it myself. Uh, one that happens with off and on is The Princess and the Frog. I like that movie a lot. It's really fun. Um... My favorite, one of my favorite Disney songs is the boom, 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 boom. Are you ready? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the, the voodoo man song. I, I just, it's so fun when he gets taken the away. The shadow man. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so like, I, I'm not super into Disney stuff, but like, so my friend Jared has got me into the, the <laughs> Disney trading card game. Now, got me into as in we've been lightly playing it, right? I'm not going out and buying a bunch of boosters. I bought a box, and I built a deck, and that's what I'm sticking with so far. However, my deck is largely made out of princesses. Mm -hmm. I have a princess mini. I have two versions of Belle. I have a couple versions of Ariel, and I have Aurora and a super version of Aurora that essentially evolves that's the they call it shifting into like a better version but essentially evolves into a more strong aurora uh with a slight undertone theme of items which moves tamatoa from love that from moana. moana yeah he gets he gets more he's worth more the more items are on the field makes sense you know, he's the yeah. collector yeah. so we were playing that this week. So it's just like, I feel like such a Disney adult playing this, but it's okay. Like it's just a, everyone's into card games where I'm at and I kind of follow and play. And then I get, I was really into flesh and blood for a while, but like I've kind of taken a step back considering this. Oh, don't worry. Shit's expensive. Don't worry. You're not even close to being a Disney adult. No, I know I'm not. It makes me feel like one, though. We're like, oh, yeah? Well, I'm going to play my Princess Mini and kill your Timon with it. Like, that's... Um, It was really funny. I don't know if I'd technically call them friends Mm -hmm. of ours, because we don't really hang out with them. (laughs) Acquaintances? More so acquaintances. Yeah. Um, Sure. They're dinks. Dual income, no kids. Uh, oh, once upon they time. have a themed podcast and a lot of themed social media posts that I 
grew wary of and had to, uh, I think I either unfile, unfollowed or I like turned off notifications. Notifications. Ugh. Yeah. And pretty sure at least once a year they take a trip to Disney World or Disneyland or both. Mm hmm. And it's like, okay, I get that you don't have kids. But that shit's still expensive. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't like going Vegas. as a. I didn't like going as a kid because I knew how expensive it was. I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to put my family in financial ruin so that we can go stand in line for three hours. This is also why I don't like theme parks because it's like, it's yay, we stood in line for three hours for a minute and a half of a roller coaster. I mean, I feel like you live decently close to Cedar Point, yeah? No. No? I don't. That's like, that's like a four or five hour drive. It's like a two hour drive for us, and I, like, that's good enough for me. Like, I, I, I don't think that, like, I need the Disney experience. No. Cedar Point's no. enough. I'm about two hours away from Kings Island, which is near Cincinnati, and I don't even like going to Kings Island. I was going to say, I don't remember where <laughs> it's, it is. It's one of those uh, roller coaster destinations. You know, the Ride Warrior people, mm -hmm. they like to go to Kings Island because it used to have like Beast and Son of Beast. that were a couple of yeah. famous roller coasters. Um, they, there have been a couple other ones, and I've been on them, and I'm like, cool. But it's not worth the three hour wait or two hour wait or one hour wait. Like I was going to say, I don't remember where it is and I don't remember if it's still open, but you could go to action park and get dead. Oh no, no, no. That happened at Kings Island as well. That's why son of beast is decommissioned <laughs> because people ran off the track. The bastard. <laughs> yeah. It was like the world's biggest wooden roller coaster. And then it isn't because they closed it down. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess at least that's a better way to go out than death by roller coaster because you crossed fences and you got kicked. Yes. Mm. Yeah, there's that. Yes. To get a hat. <laughs> sure, I remember mm. correctly about that story. That's terrible. Yeah. I mean, there. It's not like a theme park is a particularly dangerous place, even though there have been deaths there. I'm just not interested to pay a bunch of money to do nothing. Mm -hmm. It feels like my parents don't get it. Like my parents love amusement parks, and they they took us there in high school once, and we were done in like two hours. Mm -hmm. We were like, guys. Can we just go home, please? I think it's maybe the there are much more novelty and the nostalgia of it. Sure. And my mom and dad are like, "You're crazy. Why do you? Why do you like? We would stay here all day if we could." I was like, "Cool. I have better things to do at home than me." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry that you're old and you didn't have fun things to do at home when you were young. It's not the case these days. <laughs> oh, boy. Please take me home. <clears throat> um, I've got monsters yeah. to hunt. 
that was that time. I was that was uh, original Monster Hunter time. Where do you think I get that two point five k hours? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, that was our dishonorable mentions. Um, so it was Dreamlight Valley slash uh, Disneyland slash uh, theme parks in general. <laughs> Oh, I, I guess I could <laughs> throw in another dishonorable mention. Just sure, as a it is. Any EA sports game. Okay. Sure. Just just throw more fuel on that same fire that's been raging for 15 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, similar thing to it's fair. Dreamlight Valley and <clears throat> Monster Hunter now. Microtransactions. Pay to play. Progress. So I don't know. Did you guys hear about the uh, the latest lawsuit mm. involving Bobby Kotick? No. Uh, I don't think so, but I know that he is now out, so, and that people were talking about how he threatened to have someone killed. Was terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's all that, and there's been one lawsuit. For him discriminating discriminating against an elderly white man in the business. And it was a really funny um, like video talking about it. It's like, great. Now we know that Bobby Kotick was an equal opportunity person who didn't care about race, color, or any of that. Hates everyone. He didn't see color. He just hates everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, yep. Well, he's gone now. Oh boy! Presumably yes, with thankfully. his golden parachute, well, he's... but still gone. Yes. We had to get him gone some way, and I guess if that has to be the way, then it has to be the way. That is one thing I was happy with the Microsoft acquisition for was I was like, yes, let's get Bobby gone. Goodbye, Bobby. Alrighty, so we are now going to talk about funner things, uh, games that we actually enjoyed. So our five through one, and my number five, which I'm pretty sure is on Ace's list. I'm, I'm betting, Tears of the Kingdom. Oh no, that face says maybe. We'll see. Um, so Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, obviously, Sasha's not going to enjoy it. It's a Zelda game. We're what fine do you mean? That. It's like my number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I liked Breath of the Wild quite a lot. I, I even at the time said it was my favorite Zelda game. I think I've gone back and, and since played Skyward Sword. And I think, honestly, that's my favorite Zelda game now. That I actually got to play it uh, and finish it. However... Um, while I loved Breath of the Wild, this game was more Breath of the Wild with crazy contraption machines, um, which, albeit, was really cool and fun to watch other people do. I didn't do a lot of building unless it was required. It wasn't something that I enjoyed as, as a thing. There were a couple mechanics. I know I'm being down on it, but there were a couple mechanics like the grafting items onto items thing for like the the attachment whatever you call it that enhanced item yes 
No, no, Ultra Hand. Uh, oh, the, yeah, that's the, the building stuff. I'm, I'm talking about like the weapon sticking stuff. While it was amusing at times, and it created some interesting interactions occasionally, um, I hated how it made all of the base weapons suck. There were a few good ones, but like finding like da da da. There's a big chest, right? Breath of the Wild. It could have been like a fifty attack point sword and you're like oh wow it may break at some point but i'm gonna love this while i have it da 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 rusted greatsword 15 points and that was what like the whole thing felt like to me is like this the whole mechanic however still fun still love it still an amazing game um i got lost and explored the subterranean world Probably more than anyone because I lit up every single bulb down there um, well before I even hit every tower up <laughs> in the mainland. <laughs> I mean, I did too. I was just lost in the dark a lot, um, which was fine. Um, it was harder. It was much more of a difficult game. Uh, it was outright creepy at times uh, with the, um, what are they called? Yeah, the, the hands. Uh, though the first couple times I saw those, I was like, God is, that's like when I first saw an Enderman in Minecraft. Like I legit am creeped out by this. Like, what is this? Well, yeah. Cause um, you either are heralded by a blood curdling scream or the sky just starts darkening around you and it's not a blood moon. And then all of mm-hmm. a sudden these well, shadow hands come out of, and face you down and grab you. Within my first five, six minutes of leaving the tutorial island, I ran into one of those. Um, And I was just like, what on earth? And what it was guarding was a sail for your, uh, you know, the customizable sail for the parachute. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was like, oh, no, I have to do this to get the parachute because I didn't have it unlocked yet. So I was like. Uh, what am I? Oh my gosh. Like what is going to happen? Um, so there were some really fun moments and really cool discoveries in this game. It's just, I'm, I, I led off with the not as cool things because I mean, this game was amazing, but like, it's not my favorite Zelda. So it's number five, mm-hmm. which is still a really great game. I still loved it. I still liked it like a lot more. Than the other games I played, I put a lot of time into this. We're talking, I think it was over 200 hours into this game alone, which, you know, as a Monster Hunter fan, it doesn't sound like a lot. But to more normal games, that's a lot of time. So, yeah. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Numero five. So, uh, Ace, what's, uh, what's your number five? I may be playing this out too perfectly, but Far Cry 5. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I've been replaying that on Game Pass with my backbone a lot. So, is this the one that sent you like the religious Utah? Yep, I think technically Montana. Yeah, but yeah, still sort of Montana. Like Sorry, the same idea of like the one of those west of Mississippi states. You know, they're all the the same sort of. <laughs> yeah. So. Hunting, fishing, stunting, and 
Killing Peggies. Peggies? Yeah, that's what they're called. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What What is a Peggy? That's just like the slang term for the cultists. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, so... Joseph Joseph Seed and his two brothers and his mm-hmm. sister. I, no, don't do that. I don't want to know what that means. Well, she's... Don't do that. They're touted as a family, but she is not, like, biologically their sister. Or... Sure. Not even in law or through adoption or anything like that yeah it's pretty heavily hinted that she was like kidnapped and brainwashed ah uh, okay uh, one of his brothers is ex-military and uh, conditions hypnotizes you and I don't think I've gotten there yet in the story, but then you uh, are running through these like scenarios where you're trying to complete a kill full assignment as fast as you can. And hmm. uh, when you get to the end of that, it is unfortunately one of your allies and you kill one of your allies. Hmm. And then... Uh, That's... Highly unfortunate. That's Jacob's seed, and the sister is Faith's seed, and then um, his other brother, John's seed, is basically a tele- televangelist, and yeah, uh, has like radio sermons and TV sermons, and is all about the power of yes. Like yes, man. Well. Somewhat, but like more religious insidiousness of like, yes, you are sure. a sinner, yes, you are evil, and blah 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 blah. Okay, and then, uh, you know, all throughout, uh, Joseph Seed is like imparting words of an incoming armageddon or like doom and then i don't know if you've seen it but it does indeed happen if you get the good slash bad ending i'm confused by that statement because which what do you mean by good slash bad there's there's good endings there's bad endings which one is it? well it's a it's a bad good ending because oh Okay. You defeat all of the the regional bosses and stuff and you've theoretically won and you've got Joseph in custody and sure. then all the nukes drop. Ah. Oh. So So he was right. Yep. And that's literally what one of the characters says. He was, he was right. And then you're That's trying to escape yeah. the nuclear holocaust. And that leads to Fallout. Or Far Cry New Dawn. 
which is set 17 mm-hmm. years in the future. Um, there's also technically, I guess, the good bad ending, which starts at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the game if you choose not to arrest him and you guys just leave. Mm. Okay. And then I think there's some other ending, but I haven't gotten that done that one yet. So. So obviously, very multiple endings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Depending on what you go for. So. Yeah, well, I just remember. I think the first game I ever played that had like a good ending and a bad ending was Odd World, mm-hmm. and the bad ending was just they pull the lever, and then Abe gets minced into. Mudokin pops. <laughs> so. Womp womp. It is a nice recap, though. They show you potentially killing several other Mudokins and by accident or something. So it's like, yeah, screw that. I think it literally, screw that guy. He didn't do anything to help us. And then, like, and then he gets grinded. Oof. Oh boy. Okay. So Far Cry Five. Mm-hmm. Gosh, how old is that game? It was like twenty. Twenty eighteen, I think. Wasn't it like? Okay, I thought it was twenty sixteen. I was off. Here I can look it up. But yeah, I mean, obviously we we don't have to rate things that came out this year, of course. But I just I was surprised. It being one of the older ones. Now, did you play this on Game Pass? 2018. Yes, I did. So, yeah, it was 2018. Okay, cool. You were right. Good one. Okay. Uh, Sasha, what's your number five? Uh, Number five for me, I played, like, the least amount of, but I fully intend to be playing a lot more of it this year um it's just you know pending ripley but it is a game i enjoy playing with her um mm-hmm. which is stardew valley mm. um i'm actually a little annoyed that I, like i can't play it without her because she'd be pretty it's upset about g- it it's such a game that like you kind of get like into the groove and you just want to keep going yes i know that's why i feel annoyed about it so it's like i'm like hey do you want to like go farming today and she's like "Mm, that's okay and i'm like okay well can i play without you and she's like no (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not yeah like no you can't are you insane you can't like play without us and then like i don't want to start another like i don't want another farm i just want to play the one that we started Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm mm-hmm So I'm just waiting Mm -hmm. patiently for her to get her, you know, her itch again for it. But how how far are you in? We've started a second season. Um, So we're not we're not like super far into the game. It does help that I you just started summer, I think. Yeah. So it helps that I know like how to play farming simulators. That's part of why I think she doesn't like it because she doesn't like going in the caves. And I'm like. Like, we need to go mining. Like, we can't play this game. We need these materials. Yes. I'm like, look. And that's what I told her, too. I'm like, can you just let me do a day in the mines? Like, like me play this game today. You go do what you want. I'm like, I'll just go to the mines. 
and when you come in tomorrow and play with me, like we'll just have all the stuff we need. How about that? And she's like, we'll no. Do the, the mines are boring. <laughs> we'll do the boring stuff without you. I'm like, just let me go mining, please. <laughs> you know what they found I don't in Pazadu. That would be hilarious if they had like a Balrog <laughs> in, in, in that game. I think like there's nothing really that scary. Like I've been through pretty deep in those mines. I, those it is like not because eventually. she's scared. She is just bored. I, no, she likes to be scared. I got like a creepy kid. She, yeah, she oh, likes C- to be scared. Cece's in that. Uh, Cece's in that boat too. And Emery's starting to get there as well. Like they they won't watch a lot of stuff that they're like no no that's too scary but like they want to watch the fake how great ghost videos how great would that be just like the the memed Animal Crossing Doom crossover have a Stardew Valley Lord of the Rings crossover have you seen someone did an animated song to that crossover I don't think I so have, it'd be but... like like have a farm in the shire oh or would it be like super hardcore mode and you gotta like try to grow like right outside of the gates of Bordor? <laughs> I, I think it would be that you get to s- select your own region because I think so then you'd have different crops we have to... because then I think if you were going to do it in Mordor then you'd be growing orcs as a crop because they come out I of the I know road. what kind of crops that I'm going to grow in the Shire. Potatoes? I'm just <laughs> so, so here's Shire's sure. <laughs> agenda. We're going to we're going to plant and weed the radishes. We're going to pick the corn. We're going to prepare for the orc raid at 7. <laughs> it's a community event. And then, I don't know. Orcs are fine. Just make sure you don't go into far, farmer maggots crop. Yes, you can't go into Farmer Maggie's crop. <laughs> that is not allowed. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. And then, like, could you imagine? It's like, because, like, one of the things that Stardew does is has, like, that, that relationship system. So it's like, like, are we going to be able to talk to Rose Cotton today? Are we going to be able to do it? Oh, boy. Oh. And then you know and then it. Sam's there, sad in the corner because you're talking to Rose and he's not. Yeah. Go away, Sam. Do you know what the uh, elves' crops would be? Uh, grapes. Leaves. Because they drink a shit ton of wine. Leaves. Because, my God, are leaves constantly falling in Rivendale? Oh, that's just Rivendell. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get you. I was thinking just grapes. Mm-hmm. They would just have nothing but grapes because there's so much freaking wine. That I was going to say the like, the forest elves, the Galadriels. Yeah. It'd be just her hair or her. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That's just creepy. Okay, so Stardew Valley. You didn't get to play it a lot. I can attest to this. It's a great game. Even though I had my 500 hour for 300 hours, sorry, 300 hours save deleted. Um, great game. I loved it. That's that's also one of the ones that caused a pseudo big fight between the ex-wife and I because I because I decided to marry Haley, who was the blonde girl into fashion, and uh, that was not my wife. Wow. Uh, <laughs> 
I just I I cannot understand being jealous of a pixelated of character, a, a pixelated one at that. Like, like, like. It's not like I have some sort of poster of Haley up in my wall or something. Even if it's you not did, like I was infatuated. It, what's it doing? Oh, yeah. Like it's just like <laughs> right. Like I'm not. I'm not like that. I'm not one of those kids who had Laura Croft on their wall. Like that's not me. I'm not fantasizing about a fictional character. Um, I was just like, you know what? She said I look cute if I wasn't so dirty. I'm gonna marry that girl, and that was the only logic to it at all. That was it. And apparently that was enough to cause a big fight. Well, her trying to have a fight and me being like, this is ridiculous. Would you rather I married the blue-haired girl who eats rocks? Like, who are you trying to identify in this story as? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Or should I go for a man? Like, what, what line doesn't need to be crossed here? What, what needs to be done here? What is the proper course of action? Well, it, it just didn't get that far. She was just like, nope, I don't care. We're not playing. Then I'm playing without you. And that's what I did. So. All right. That happened while we were visiting at her sister's house in Texas. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> um, okay. So Stardew Valley, number five. So we are down to our number fours apparently good planning on my part uh, and this might be a surprising one Diablo 4 4 is my number 4 what? as much as I was set on this being my number 1 wow I I really took a hard look and it was sitting at number 1 probably up till mid-December I took a hard look on my feelings about the game and where it stacked up with other games, I will lead by saying this. I love Diablo 4. I love it a lot. I like playing Diablo 4. I went back and played the Christmas event for Diablo 4. I went back and played all sorts of stuff, even though I've been done with Season 2 since mid-November. I will be 1,000% picking up this game again uh, later in January when we go back to Season 3. I know already know what I want to play, which is a rabies druid, because I need to have all my cl- all, every class to a hundred. I only got two left, druid and barbarian. Um, I have a lot of fun. This game is amazing. The storytelling is great. I love it. They, the story is dark. Uh, we finally get to see how much of a fucking idiot Anarius is, and they do it well. Um, and uh, but there are there are certain things about the game that I was not exactly satisfied with. Uh, one in large part being the community in the game. I'm tired of hearing negative stuff. It's not actually against the game. That's not what's giving me. But it did give me some fatigue of the game. Uh, so I didn't play it as much, uh, especially after Season 2. Um, after I finished Season 2. Um, I... Don't enjoy the itemization uh, as much as I had hoped I would. Uh, it's just the same as Diablo 3. A little different. Like, 
very slightly different than Diablo 3 mm -hmm. itemization. I was hoping for something a little more unique. I was hoping for a little more tweaks on what they were doing. Um, we're going to get that in the future, they say. They say Season 4 is going to be a big itemization rework. So, heck yeah. And it might Diablo 4 might appear on my list for 2024 as well. We'll see. Um, however, uh, it's just, there's just some things that I was like, this doesn't deserve to be my number one right now. It's not hitting as hard as I had wanted it to hit. And like I said, there's a lot of things I love about the game. The story, uh, the exploration was awesome. Uh, finding all the little statues. Um, I never looked any up, I don't think. Um, did them all myself. And then had fun. Uh, I started with the Necromancer, got them to 100 before Season 1. Season 1 was my sorcerer, or sorceress, I should say. And then Season 2... Uh, which is all that's out so far, was my Rogue. And I enjoyed quite a bit of it. Now, the Rogue, I was doing I was doing an, a Reign of Arrows build that was really fun. I actually tried uh, one of the builds that they were kind of like new for the season, which was an ultimate-focused build um, that wasn't really a thing previously. They didn't have a lot of things that really made ultimates worthwhile. Ultimate skills, I should say, the, the higher-end skills. They were like they weren't as impactful. They were they had too much cooldown, that kind of stuff. And they put a lot of things specifically in season two to alleviate that. So I tried it out. It worked okay. But then when we started getting to harder content as a group, it was really falling behind everyone else. So I had to switch to a death trap build, which was already a good build before the ultimate reworks. So death trap being another ultimate. So okay. Um, it's just. I will say it's still a great ARPG if you want to have some uh, time. It's just a little more casual than I wanted it to be. That's all. Like, it's just a little... It's not as deep as I wanted it to be. I won't say it's like uh, like what, what you called uh, Starfield, right? Where it's like a mild wide, but not very deep. Uh, I would say it's about half a mile wide and like... A foot deep like it's not as deep as i need it to be but it's it's got depth <laughs> you know okay, what i mean i think that's that's just kind of the the trend of gaming franchises like yeah the bigger the, the bigger they get and the more that they're likely to pull in the more they're likely to appeal to the masses and it gets watered down and yes it's and, disappointing um and despite it being watered watered down to a degree, I still think they were doing cool things with the game. I still think there's a lot of potential in the game, and I still love it. And I'm still gonna be playing it. There's like, and that's why it's my number four. It's an amazing game. If you have, if you're not interested in playing it, I suggest watching the story. The story is actually legitimately good. The cutscenes are still freaking amazing. If you haven't seen um, Anarius's Attack on Hell cutscene. That's amazing. Um, when Lilith... Ver uh, I don't remember his name. Daedric? Daedric? I don't know. Guy starts with a... Name starts with a D. He's the... Duriel. One of the... No, not Duriel. Uh, he's one of the humans. I don't remember his name. 
I know the demons look like that. I've I've heard their names forever. <laughs> yeah, Duriel is fine. Um, and and it's there's great and exciting boss fights in that game. For instance, Duriel. There's the new Uber Duriel, which is a really good fight. Uh, it's a really fun fight. Um, I actually defeated Uber Lilith this this season two, and I didn't think I was going to defeat Uber Lilith for a long time because that's supposed to be the pinnacle content and we were able to do it. I've not been able to solo it. Uh, I've only done it with friends, but, um, well, literally everyone else was able to solo it, uh, a little bit against what I like to do. Cause like, I don't like to build meta builds. So even I can't solo it, but I did well enough that I could be part of it. <laughs> Okay. And I helped them figure out how to defeat it and stuff, the mechanics. But yeah, Diablo 4, amazing game. Everyone should play it. It's just, it shouldn't be my number one. I don't think it made the impact for a number one that I wanted it to make. I'm shocked. I know, I'm shocked. But I, it took some soul searching to, to really <laughs> place it. I really, no, it did. I was like, really having a tough decision of where what was like, so if it's not more number one, where does it go? What happens? It. Where, how does this change? So, all right. Number four for you, Ace. We love Katamari reroll. Almost bought that today. Mm-hmm. Obviously a, uh... da, 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 da. I played that last year. Why is that not on my list? I beat that last year. I forgot about it. That's why I didn't get it because I want to play. I want to play, you know, Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. I don't want to tempt Ripley with more Katamari. <laughs> Fair enough. Although this one has more of the shitty quests, more of them. Yeah, more. I look. I'm not ready for that either. <laughs> this is the one that has the campfire one that I despise. Now I did super well on it but oh my gosh i hate that one it's also got the flight the firefly one mm-hmm. that one's cool because you can't fail it you can just not do as well mm-hmm. but it's not like the campfire one it's like oh no i can't get oh i fell into the water quest over i mean it makes sense I don't want my games to make sense all the time, especially Katamari. <laughs> I mean, it makes enough not sense in other places that it makes up for the areas where it does make sense. That is a such a word salad of a sentence and understandable. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, that's <laughs> so. That's what did you enjoy about We Heart Katamari? <laughs> what did I enjoy, dude? It's a Katamari game. You just roll shit That's up fair. and you have relaxing, sometimes really hype music in the background. You've got yes. goofy reactions from the people just being like. And then they're entire. Screaming while they're being rolled up. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. The police shooting at you constantly. <laughs> yeah. When you, when you roll up on them, they, they start shooting at you and then you roll them up and they stop. Sometimes they keep shooting. They don't hit anything, but they keep shooting. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it does anything to you. 
and then you roll up entire mm-hmm. office buildings and you hear the people inside being like and then eventually you're rolling up clouds and gods in the sky <clears throat> giant uh right robot mechs and godzilla-esque creatures giant squids the eiffel towers mountains mm-hmm. islands eventually too mm-hmm. and uh, aircraft carriers and then clouds and genies and rainbows and, and in this game once you're large enough the uh, planets that you make so you roll up the entire cosmos mm-hmm yep la 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 Fair enough. I think I played this on PS5 when I still had it mm-hmm. <clears throat> this year. I got it on Switch. It just feels right on Switch. Sure, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I have no complaints aside from the campfire level. And stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, oh, Katamari there's Dynasty, there's the, the one animal ones are the bane of my existence. Yeah. There's one that's so bad in this one because it's it's not like there there's the first one had like here's the pig level, get the biggest pig, and then they had a different one. It was the cow level. Get the biggest cow. Look, that is like one has, making me sweat. I hate the cow level. <laughs> this one has, this one has, the biggest pig or cow level. So you got to avoid pigs and cows. <laughs> like it's literally both of them in the same level, and I'm just like, what? Are it's we doing? not even the worst hmm. part about the cow level. The worst part about the cow level is you have to get that fucking gift out of the, um like the basketball court and mm-hmm. you got to be big enough to launch yourself off of the ramp. But it, but like to be that size, now you have to carefully navigate all of the cow shit on the ground yep. and not mm-hmm. land on it when you launch yourself off the ramp. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's also oh, yeah. the uh, sumo quests where you roll a, Sumo eating everything to get big enough to defeat your opponent. That one's fun. Like that one, I like that. That's the size guessing ones. They're kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's a pretty good one. Like they get creative. I just, but you eventually you're just like, I just want to roll shit up. Like please stop giving me conditions. <laughs> like just let me roll shit up. Like I don't want to care about what gets in here. Just all of it. All the things, please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a solid number four. I like that one. Um, Sasha, uh, number four for you. Number four for me is Coffee Talk 2. Um, so Coffee Talk 2 came out, I think, near the beginning of the year. And it is on Game Pass. It's a nice, like, cozy mm-hmm. game. I really enjoyed 
the first game, which was mm-hmm. very simple. So they had some nice upgrades, I thought, for the second game. Um, they added butterfly pea protein to the drink ingredients and like cinnamon and a couple of other different things so the menu like big time expanded okay and they are like real recipes so like if you are a person who enjoys making your own coffee and tea um it is a nice way to learn how to make things for real Mm -hmm. um they have a couple different modes um but what i really liked about the second game here was you had like some story branching options choices that might affect um outcomes a couple of different endings including good and bad endings uh which was not present in the first game it was more very just linear visual novel story where this one felt a little bit more impactful um still you are the barista um standing at the counter there's no like movement around or anything like that um and then the alternative mode is to like just do free play where you have people coming in and you make drinks as quickly as possible but what was cool about this is you do play the same barista from the first game um and you start to actually learn about the barista where the last time you only really learned about the characters yeah like your customers coming in um And in Coffee Talk, the world is, it is Earth, but like vampires and werewolves and all of these things are real and they just live casually among all of us. So you learn that as the barista. It's a fantasy world. Yeah, Yeah. you yourself have not been normal this whole time, Um, which was cool too. A nice like reveal that you get at the end if you're like really paying attention. Um, so it's nice. Um, I really enjoyed this game as a nice way to relax, unwind, uh, one that Ripley liked watching me play too, because it's got like bright colors, um, cartoonish stuff, but I think this one's also available on like switch and a couple other platforms, but I played it for free on game pass, which is which is a great way to play something. It I, sure as is. I have learned, I have now learned. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I think if there's a third, I will definitely play it. Um, it is it is very relaxing, um, and one of the things I like too is you have because it's narrative. You have like a little um, notepad that you can go back and like reread what somebody said to you instead of having to like rewind or replay if you missed something so okay alrighty coffee talk too yep I might still have to look into that one however I I still have lots of games that I'm behind on playing because I keep replaying things like Hades so that uh although uh we'll be talking a little bit about Hades next week for sure because uh next week I don't I don't know I, I was going to talk to you about this before Sasha but like uh I think we're going to do games we're looking forward to next week okay so and Hades is definitely one of them for me cuz Hades too 
All right. That being said, uh, Coffee Talk 2 was your number four. So we're now to number threes. And my number three, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about it, but it was like March, April when I played this. And I only played it for like a week or two. Um, but it made a lasting impact for me, which was Leap of Faith. Uh, the visual novel that I played that was far more racy than I expected it to be. <laughs> then I looked at the tags and then I was like, I should have expected this to be extremely racy. Um, but I just sort of, it was just like on a random, like Gog has this like recommended for you page on your homepage sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I just had this picture. It said Leap of Faith. And I was like, okay, let's look into it. And it was like five bucks. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Like, what is this? And I played it and it ended up being a really impactful story. Um, it is meant to be an adult story. There are outright sex scenes, full nudity, all of that. Uh, I would never in any hundred million years relate to the main character that you play as, who is a uh, frat boy, jockish, um, party-goer type dude um, that I guess I related to him in one way, uh, or to a couple ways, and A, being a male, B... Just, just the guy being a dude? And B, uh, he he was recovering from a breakup, I guess. And, you know, post-divorce, I still haven't uh, seriously dated someone since. So, kind of related to, the, to that in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a really heartfelt story that was just behind this weird, sort of like very, uh, I would say shallow face on the face it looks very shallow but it's far deeper than it gives you know lends credit to initially um it is not a set like it's obviously there are multiple endings because who you choose to date and whatnot um but you're not the only person affected by your choices you have a friend uh and your friend can end up with also one of the people the people can end up together there's there's some lines of storyline where a couple of the girls realize that they are actually into each other instead of uh you or someone else um there's and it's all it doesn't feel uh forced in a lot of ways and there's some really serious stuff about mental health and suicide in there that um is unavoidable it is part of the storyline it is not something that you have to dig to find it's large part of the story and hit me like a fucking truck of bricks uh because in the middle of what is a very emotional part uh it cuts to breaking the fourth wall the developer directly talking to you the audience and then telling his story about how his daughter committed suicide in much the same way and her story right after (laughs) uh, while this game is going. And basically this game was uh, inspired 
not inspired, but he was encouraged by her at one point to create this game. So he did. And he made her kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. So it was far more impactful than I had expected at the time. Uh, and very probably the most emotionally impactful game I've ever played. So, and it's a visual novel. I don't know why. I, I do not like visual novels in general, but there have been two that have been incredibly impactful to me. This one and uh, if I don't know, Ace, if you were around at the time, but the one Pan suggested to me quite a few years back. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I can actually look at it. I'm pretty sure it's still on my computer. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, Katawa Shoujo. I don't remember that. Yeah, that was another one that was just like a weird adult dating sim thing with sex scenes that was just like strangely impactful also. Okay. And she just suggested I play it, and I played it, and it was my number two that year. That was, yeah, it was insane. Uh, really good. I don't know. They can tell good stories sometimes, and they're really impactful. And as much as I say gameplay is king, it was not king for these titles. You click. You literally choose options. You don't. (laughs) There's no quick time events. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. So that was number three, Leap of Faith. Uh, So number three for you, Ace. My number three is Oregano Trail. (laughs) Are you talking like the Oregon Trail remake? Yes. Or... Okay. Yes, the Oregon well, Trail remake. I was like, are you being serious? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Taking a I never, old I didn't school, literally in school classic, and updating it and mm-hmm. adding more stories. Oh, yeah. I heard a lot about this. I never played it, but... You should. I mean, I played the original, of course. You should pick it up on sale when you, whenever it comes around. It was pretty fun. I might go back and play it because I like just doing the loops of completing the, the quest to get to uh, Oregon. That's kind of what Astraea and Hades are doing right now. It's that roguelike aspect where you do runs and you're trying to do better and runs and runs. So I kind of have that covered in that feeling right now with with the two game, well, two of the games that I've been playing lately. But yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, the inventory because you just you want to accomplish certain things in certain runs. Like I want to do this this way, and yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. Explore all the different routes. The mm-hmm. inventory management is funny because it's literally just like a square grid like little square grids and then you have to manage it by what shape the item is so like mm-hmm. a guitar for example is like four and then one off to the side because a guitar like by itself just rests off to the side 
So like, mm-hmm. you can slot in a four, like a just a normal square, or you can like put like something that's a rectangle, so like two squares up vertically or whatever. And there's literally been one I think where you carry a guy, you transport a guy. So I literally yeah. just put him upside down in the wagon. <laughs> That's funny. So a bit of inventory Tetris. Yeah. Like uh, Resident Evil. Okay. Yeah. Very uh, very much goofy with things like that occurring. Um, sure. There's like a musician quest mentioning the guitar and stuff. Because there's, like the, there's like a cello, I think, too. A violin. So you're in charge of transporting all these so that they can all play the all play in a show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I did not expect this. But I know I remember you playing it. I just didn't expect this to be so high. Mm-hmm. That's cool though. I had a lot of fun with it. Oregon Trail. I I'm sure you did. I, I I never liked it as a kid. I'm going to be honest. Everyone was like, oh, Oregon Trail, you got to play it. And I was like, no, I'm a Lunar Lander kid. I did the Lunar Lander stuff. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to disappoint. Of course, at that age, I was already playing Doom at home. So, like, these were, like, very rudimentary games to me on the computer. And I was just like, I've got Doom. Like, I (laughs) I don't know what we're doing here. So... You want to talk about a real computer game? Not, not saying. It's just my mentality as a kid. Fair enough. Uh, okay, Oregon Trail. Um, Sasha, what about you for number three? Number three is Midnight Suns. Um, I, I'm actually a little disappointed in myself that I haven't actually finished this game because of the amount of time I put into it and then I bought a new Xbox and then I just like abandoned it (laughs) so um I do need to circle back and finish it but Midnight Suns is really really well done um I don't even know where to start like the gameplay is really fun it's you know like the XCOM style games um turn based yeah it's really nice like to make different combinations with strengths and weaknesses of different Marvel characters. Um, you also mm-hmm. get these like you don't get an unlimited use of your skills. You have to pull them as like cards. Um, you have like a oh, yeah. I think you have like five that you start with in each turn you pull a couple of cards um, and you need to like accumulate. I don't know, like combo points basically to do like your heavy hitter moves. Um, and you do those by playing more attack cards. Um, so it is a little Mm -hmm. bit of a random draw, but where you have some control is the way that you're upgrading your characters is they unlock different moves and then you can customize which 10 cards they bring to the deck when they go to fight. So you can upgrade those cards. If you collect more of the same card, Um, And then you can kind of choose different types of builds. So, like, you could make your your main character is not a Marvel character. It's, like, your 
you know, it's an RPG, so it's whoever you want to play. So you mm-hmm. could build yourself up to essentially be playing as like a full-blown support heal class, or you could be the tank of the party, you could be DPS of the party, like however you want to do. I generally tend to play a little bit more as like crowd control and um, healing the party, and then let all of the Marvel heroes really do the bulk of the the work. Fighting. Yeah. Um, Blade is a teenager. I don't know. It's weird. Blade's like, he's not Wesley Snipes. I'll say that. Um, he's like brooding and, but I really like Blade as a character. Blade's also like my favorite party member. Like, I feel like I can't win a fight without Blade. Um, Hmm. It's very overpowered. You definitely do not want to do any of the vampire fights without Blade. Or uh, I do like to say it's Morbin time because you get Morbius. Um, And Morbius is pretty good, too. Uh, I will say that. Um, I still haven't watched that movie. I I haven't watched it either. I don't don't really, like, need to. Um, But we say it anyway. Every time we see him on the screen, like, it's Morbin time. Um, So... The story, um, you're like this, I don't know, your mom's a demon. She's very like Lilith-esque. And you are the only thing that can stop her from bringing about the apocalypse. Um, And you did it last time. And they brought you back from the dead uh, to do it again. Um, So, it's very... It does have branching story paths. I think you do have some choice options, but it does. I don't think it's like super. I don't think there's a whole lot of work in there. Yeah. It feels very like red and blue, you know, good or good or bad. Yeah. Choice there. Um, Yeah. Like shepherd renegade versus. Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah. So like I, my character is very paragon. Uh, but I do say shitty things to people all the time. Because sometimes, I, I don't know, I just can't help myself. Um, it's funnier. It's always funnier. Well, that and, like, it is funnier. But also, some of the characters are... Uh, I don't enjoy speaking to them. Um, it, and maybe this is because I'm getting old. Um, but it is... It is uh, there's a generational divide amongst the party members um and they treat the original kind of avengers as like uh like like boomers um and the newer the midnight suns um as like the new generation and they're all like either they're in their like late teens early 20s and and you can tell uh it's like hanging out on a college campus um Mm-hmm. And not in a good way. So, but, but, um, that's not like the main part of the game. You know, that's just like your hub. That's where you go in between missions. The main game is meat and potatoes of the game. You're trying to yeah. stop the apocalypse. And then there's, um, I have the DLC just like embedded into the game. So there's also, a whole thing going on with Blade and Morbius and um, vampires in New York. And then I think there's another one that's going on with Venom. 
um, because Venom gets mind controlled, but like you want to redeem him. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great like game. That. It's a great game. Um, and I, it, it does make me really sad that I think that the studio is shutting down or they fired a bunch of the employees because this game is technically sound. You can tell that a lot of work and a lot of love went into this. Like, even in just going into, like, you get gloss to spend on cosmetic shit, so which is separate mm-hmm. from, like, any of the stuff you would need to upgrade all of your cards. So going into all the cosmetic stuff, this is where, like, the real love went into it. Like, alternate costumes are from different comic storylines. Um, and then there's, they give like full, when you unlock it, it gets, it's this little thumbnail of what the original comic cover was. And it gives you a little rundown of what that comic was or their first appearance. And it's, hmm. it's just really, really well done, beautiful, like chef's kiss, love letter to Marvel. Um, it's a shame that it didn't sell as well as it did because it should have because, it's great. It's a great game. I understand. I This was been on my list for a while. In fact, I actually owned it because we were going to do, that was going to be our mm-hmm. next Pickering Bucks until it got canceled. Um, however, I no longer own it because uh, I got rid of it when I got rid of my PS5. So it's on Game Pass, though. So it's it's not downloaded yet, but it's on my mental list of things to play for when I run out of things to currently play. Um, or when I decide to move on. Um, I think I'm still sitting on, at least on the Xbox, the, the short list is still uh, Dead Space Remake. And then um, Dragon Age Origins. Try to see if I can play that now that the Xbox might run it and not crash. Whereas my computer version does. We'll see. I don't know. Um, I may not get to it because it sounds like I'm going to have a busy early year in video games with a couple of my my early access boomer shooters coming out of early access and then also Diablo 3, or not 3, 4, Season 3. And then right after that, probably about the time I'm done with the Season 3, uh, Last Epoch, which is a Diablo clone, was coming out of beta or not beta but early access as well and i've been really hyped for that so like i want to play midnight suns it looks really cool it sounds like something i would like it's just not been on the table for the stuff i've been playing i really like strategy games though i really do i just tend to put them low on the <laughs> priority list, I guess. So, I don't know. Fair enough. And I'm also not a huge Marvel fan in general. Mm-hmm. I understand the characters. It would help, but I'm just like, meh. I'm not a comic book person, so. I, I like it because it's comic Marvel, not Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay with it not being cinematic universe stuff, which is most of my knowledge of Marvel, to be honest. I'm aware of the comic stuff outside of it. 
And I think Spider-Verse does a really good job of sort of dipping people's toes into those worlds. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I've never been a comic book person. Except for Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. I owned those for a short while. Or do. I don't know. Post-divorce, I let the ex-wife borrow them, and I haven't seen them since. So, probably a mistake. I'll get them again. But, yeah. Midnight Suns. Sounds great. I'd love to play it at some point. Just depends on when. It's also a really, really cool name. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a song in Project Warlock that is called The Midnight Sun. It's a really fun song, too. I'll have to link it to you guys at some point. But it's chiptune stuff. If you don't care for that, you probably won't like it because it's meant to sound old so alrighty um, so now we are down to our number twos um, number two for me uh, I've been talking about this game off and on Baldur's Gate 3 it's also my number two so we can just knock them out at the yeah. same time so it's an amazing game uh, it's done really well I actually had it higher up on my list, like four or five-ish range because of my glitch with Shadowheart romance that I still have not been, like, and I did a whole playthrough with it glitched. Um, however, uh, I have started a second playthrough since Sasha started playing it. Um, I'm not very far in that second playthrough. And then I started a third with my friend Ricky. And then we had dropped it, and now we're on a fourth playthrough with including my friend Heath, which is going insane. Um, I am playing a, a black dragonborn sorcerer, um, which looks... I don't know if you've seen the dragonborn stuff, or like their eyes and stuff. They look so cool. Like, I am not... I get accused of being a very big dragon fan more than I actually am. However, this is really fucking cool looking. <laughs> like, the way they do the dragonborn, like, the way their eyes are and the way they animate and stuff, really cool. Um, have you been to the part where Lazelle makes fun of your appearance? Yes. So what, what were you playing as? A drow. And I'm very so, pretty, so, like, that really bothers me. So what did she say to you as a drow? Um, she did talk about my nose, just like she mentioned yours. Um, uh-huh. And I think she said something about me looking just not very, like, strong. But mostly she she just said she can't. You have a weird stop, nose. She can't stop thinking. She can't stop smelling me. Um and can't stop thinking about me because she can't stop smelling me is what she said to me, despite my nose. Ah, uh, okay. So I got a different one. It's the dragon porn. Okay. Entirely different. <laughs> She's like, she made fun of my tiny scales. Interesting. So I was like, my responses were wildly different because it's scales. And one of them is just like, they're not tiny. I'm the, you know, you know, they're, you know, I'm strong and they can protect me. One of the, the one I picked 
uh, because I played as a Dragonborn with Ricky, and then and then when it's the three of us, I did a Dragonborn again because we scrapped those characters because we started over. So I played the Dragonborn again, and Lazelle said the same thing both times, and I always both times I responded, "Oh, thank you for noticing." Like having small scales was a good thing. And then she just scoffs and moves on with the conversation. <laughs> um, the voice acting in this game is stellar. It's great. Um, I suggest anyone who has TikTok or Facebook reels or anything, look up the Astarian dies clip it's and then you resurrect him it is so funny like it is so funny how and 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 Astarian is like he's the one at the game awards he's the one that won for best voice actor it is such a good clip and i saw it like right before the game awards too i was just like yeah they're they're hyping him up like so well done um the overall story is really good like, I don't have a lot of problems with the overall story. The interactions in that larger story can change vastly based on what you achieve and don't achieve, which is really cool. Now, granted, like, the largest story beats are going to be the same. But, like, Mass Effect, and to, and to a degree, who comes along with you and who isn't there is largely impacted by your decisions and what you do in the game. Um, I will say that... Uh, there have been some interesting choices that I would have never made in this playthrough that I'm doing with my two buds because uh, their moral fibers are not mm. as strong as mine uh, in certain <laughs> aspects. Um, I'm also learning about sections of the game I didn't know about in Act 1. Like, there's whole areas of the map I hadn't been to. So, like, this game is huge. Like... Uh, Who have you got so far in your party? I, you know, I thought, I I think I have everybody at, so far for Act 1. Um, I've got Carlac and Will and Basil and uh, Shadowheart. Mm-hmm. And um, I have the Druid as like a mentor right now in the camp, but he's not joining my party yet and then i have astarian and uh gail and he's still eating all of my loot magic Um, items yeah because i reloaded a, a a save from a few hours before because i went into act two and it just was too hard at level five so i went back and like you I've seen that there's a lot of what I thought I discovered everything and I didn't. And so um, mm-hmm. I've been playing for hours back in act one again. And um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I, I think, I think I said all the party members. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I have a dog at the camp and I've been trying to get this little owl bear cub to come to the camp. Um, See, this is where my moral fiber was having an issue because you get to kill the mom for the No, owlbear. you don't. You don't because see, this is this is where mine. This is where I don't know if my game is like working for the owlbear ish because I went. Ripley was with me too. This is so I didn't kill the owlbear. 
we went into the cave and I had my like speak with animals thing on. So I spoke to the owl bear mom and I told her I could see that she was injured. And she was like, I will let you leave right now. Um, but you know, like no sudden movements don't come back. So I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Bye. Let's catch you later. Um, and I went like looted that shrine and then I left. And then later when I went back to the goblin camp to just like, you know, finish killing them all. Um, after I had saved the druid, I saw that the owl bear cub was running around there. So I spoke to it and it was like, Hey, it was like, my mother is dead. Um, I'm scared. And I was like, you know, smell me and come to my camp. And it was like, I can't because the goblins. So I think I've killed all the goblins. I've gone through the camp. I've gone into the building. I've come back out. I wandered all the area around, but the Owl bear still just keeps saying, I can't come to your camp because of the goblins. I've so, heard that it's a multiple stage thing. So like once you like, you know, how you had like the dog. It was just like one and done. Yeah, it's but like, the dog didn't come with me right away either. The dog was like, I'll let you know. But then the dog showed up like after a long camp. rest yeah. at camp after a I, long rest. So I'm waiting I'm, to see. I've the, heard. I've heard, not that I know, of, but I've heard that it takes a couple of long rests and couple for the different interactions for the owl bear. Because specifically, Ricky wanted the owl bear, and that's why we killed the mom ourselves. Also, XP. Also, um, they just like killing things. I'm I'm stuck with two murder hobos in my party, and I'm trying to keep them in control. Well, and it just wasn't hilarious. an honorable kill, you know? Like, she has, like, a shadow. Oh, I agree. She has, like, a That's spear in I her said. face. I, was, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do it. And then, like, Carlac, which is my friend Heath, uh, immediately starts attacking the owlbear after we said, okay, no. cool. Like, literally, you did. Like, okay, cool. So we got the experience for winning the encounter and, like, walking, being able to walk away. I turned to walk away turn mode enters and i'm like did you just hit that owl bear oh my god <laughs> i did go back though and i looted the owl bear's body and i got the egg because mm-hmm. now that i knew it was dead but i was i was pretty upset about that, that egg, the goblins that egg is worth a lot <laughs> yeah i'm holding on to it i got a couple of dumb I, things i've been holding on to waiting to see if there it's going to be anything yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just the nature of these games sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it's introducing D&D to a lot of different people uh, in a cool way. Like, my friend Heath hates D&D. He's like, he, we were literally going up to save uh, Giselle, right? We're going up to s- save her. And we're walking along the road, the three of us, and we're, we're not in turn mode, which is fun, like running around in turn mode, because you get to do... Like they go off and loot and like loot goblin everything. And I deal with the social stuff cause I have high charisma. So it's actually kind of been like a little efficient. Cause normally you're like, Oh, I like get through the social thing so I can loot that chest over there. Like I really want to see what's in that chest or really don't want to be talking to you. So I do the talking, they do the looting. That's been kind of fun. But like, he was like, dude, they should do this for a dungeons and dragons game. And I was like, Heath. <laughs> this is Dungeons and Dragons. This is. <laughs> this is a Dungeons and Dragons game. He's like, 
are you kidding me? And I was like, no, it is not. What do you think the dice was? That's what I said. I was like, did you see the dice? Like, he was like, I don't know about that shit. And I'm like, obviously not. So he was one of the high school buds that never joined for D&D. He was like, oh, that shit's boring. And now it's kind of like getting like an intro into like what that could be for him. I'm just like, yes, bring him to the D&D side because it's not dark or light. It's just both. Um, I uh, also uh, part of the reason why we started over is uh, I will say another plus for this game. It is very intricate and very much follows the rules of D&D in a lot of different ways. I was playing a paladin and we killed innocent people on accident. Um, I didn't want to kill them. However, it was Giselle or them. Uh, if you remember that event, um, cause we did not win the persuasion checks or the deception checks or any of the checks, uh, because we didn't have inspirations to reroll. So it was kill them or kill Giselle was the two options. And both options would label me as an Oathbreaker. So I became an Oathbreaker Paladin, uh, which if you're not aware, it's a Paladin who has broken their oath and no longer has their Paladin powers. Uh, and in old D&D, this was a huge deal. In new D&D, it's an option. And an option is in you lose your powers, but you gain new powers. And my new powers made me kind of like a necromancer. And I'm not joking. So, like, I didn't expect that. Being a healing so, paladin. I'd say a death knight. Kind death of, knight. yes. And I found this item that when I used my death knight powers, I got a bunch <laughs> of buffs. And I was like, I don't know what to feel about this. Interesting though. That's very cool. Yeah. It's it's just it's so intricate and and well done that it's hard not to like this game. Like even if it's not your thing. Like it's so well put together, the story's so good, the acting's so good. Um, I will say my one downfall has been the couple of glitches that I dealt with, especially the whole not having a romance but yet having a romance thing in the game um kind of going to alleviate that also um the the other guys uh they are i don't know if i've ever told you about that but when i used to play DD in high school these guys are why i had the explicit rule of no one plays not the gender they identify as uh is the way we'll put it uh back in those days we just said you don't play your you, we're not playing as girls like no one's playing as girls because what happens is exactly what was happening today, which was they were stripping and taking off all their underwear and laughing about it. And then wearing uh, other characters underwear to see how it looked. And that's all right. My brother uh, downloaded it for Xbox like two weeks ago. Yeah. Sends me in the, sends all of us in the group chat. He's like, get guess what class I'm playing as. And we already know my brother is always going to play as like a wizard, sorcerer, like some type of spellcaster. He's a, shows us this tiny little naked gnome 
full blown naked <laughs> with his little ball sack jiggling around. And I'm like, thanks. Cool. Thanks for that. And then he sends me a picture like hours later of him in the game. He's still naked. Like, that's just how he's playing. And I'm like, all right, dude, whatever. That's your business. Enjoy yourself. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's just, I don't get it. I don't get the 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 appeal to to. I, it's just immature, and it's fine. It's whatever. It's funny for them, but like, I mean, they I literally program the game. They get they put the stuff in there for you. So yeah, uh, it's just uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They were they were like doing a little underwear fashion show with each other. I think literally before I got off to to get ready for today's episode. Lovely. <laughs> but the game is great. It's a great uh, strategy RPG as well. It's really fun to push people off of cliffs. Like, that's like my favorite thing to yes. do. Yes. The, the combat mechanics are stellar. It's cool. It feels good to be a melee user. It feels good to be a spellcaster. It feels good to be like a dexterity based ranger like it's like i haven't felt like a play style that doesn't feel good in that game i don't i don't know healing might be a little meh like it might not be fun to be a healer but no healer doesn't get to do other things too like cleric's decent at fighting as well as healing Look, you. I just have to make Shadowheart be the support class because she can't hit anything. She's so blind. Fair. Uh, we did give her... She's the only one person using one-handers in our party because I'm using... I, I'm a sorcerer, so I'm using a staff or whatever. Uh, Ricky's a monk, so bare hands or staff. And then uh, Heath is a two-handed barbarian so all the one-handers go to to shadowheart and shadowheart has some of our best weapons right now because we keep finding one-handers and she's hitting like a truck because she's hit she's got the best one-handers she'd, she'd have to fucking hit in order for it to like work though so she ne- she never hits she never hits i could have like 70 percent chance and no she's gonna critical miss every I don't. I mean, yes, that is that is fair. That's, I feel like that's mostly bad luck, though. That's not. No, it's just Shadowheart. It is literally yeah. just Shadowheart, and it is not me. There's like a whole thing on TikTok about it. Really? Yeah, you know I the like, know you know the um, Starship Troopers. The like, I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm yeah. doing my part. Yeah, this is all the party members, and then I didn't do fucking shit, and it's Shadowheart because she <laughs> never does. She never hits. <laughs> Give her true strike. You'll be good. She has true strike. Or, you know what? She can just support the team in another way. <laughs> Fair. But I do have her heals. A lot as a lot of them are as bonus actions, and she does. Strike. Yeah. I, yeah. So I don't. I don't have a problem with it. But I didn't know that that was a thing. That's oh, really it's, funny. it's a thing. Okay. Okay. Um, do you have any con- sorry I've been rambling about this game no have- I mean I I feel like I've played so much of this game and have like just barely scratched the surface of it like 
I've definitely put in probably like 30 hours into a single um, campaign before I like reloaded. I think I reloaded about four or five hours back. And then I've played up past that playtime. Um, and I have not gone back to Act 2. Um, I'm about... I'm about to. So I'm 104 hours right now. Yeah. Says. Yeah. I, I, I thought, I thought that I thoroughly checked out act one, but I was really fucking wrong about that. Um, Oh yeah. I like, I didn't know. So the, I knew about the blighted town, but I kind of rushed through the blighted town cause I didn't want to deal with a bunch more goblins. Right. So I kind of took a Southern, and so I knew all the southern stuff. Northern, I was just like, yeah, it's probably just the barrier. I didn't really think about it. Didn't know anything about the uh, where Carlac was and the people messing with Carlac in that area. Didn't know anything about the owl, owl bear or the dog or anything in that. Any like I missed all of that in my first playthrough. Didn't know you could ever recruit the dog. Didn't know about the owl bear. Didn't know about Carlac. Didn't know about the warlock. Even though I saw him in the goblin camp fight, never saw him again. I Didn't, I feel like I fucked something up with him too because he's like a demon now. Like he's he's not he's not a man. He is he is a tiefling. Oh, yeah. Is he in your party? Yeah. <laughs> well, then you're fine. He's in your party. You're good. I guess, but like I feel like every time I see someone's stuff. Like somebody's clips from the game, he's a man, and I'm like, why? Why am I the only one who has tiefling will? <laughs> See, I had heard he was a tiefling, which was throwing me off when I saw him. I was like, that's a that's a human. Like he's a he human. Is like I don't. Not in my game, no. Did he he's... introduce it? Like when he got introduced, was he a tiefling or a human? He was a human when I got him, and then because we didn't kill Carlac. And and I did something else that I guess I, I didn't do some mission for him the right way. So then his patron for his warlock powers came and turned him into a tiefling as punishment. Oh. And now he's oh, like okay. emo on the beach and he doesn't want to hang out with anybody at camp because he's ugly. Meanwhile, there's a whole tiefling in Carlac herself. Like, yeah, yeah. So, Carlac is not ugly. So I, don't, I mean, I don't like, know. he's. I don't think it's that he's ugly because he's a tiefling. I think it's because he's got that like gray eye and scar all over his oh. face, and like, and he's a tiefling. Like, yeah. I mean, sure. He looks like he looks like you know the world's ugliest dog thing, where it's like that old Chihuahua with like the blind eye. That's what Will looks like. <laughs> Fair. Fair. I, I will say, you know, we t- we talked about, um, you know, like you you talking about a mile wide and inch deep, and Diablo's just a little deeper, a little little smaller. This is like a mile deep. Like the deepness in this game is just insane. Like, yeah, it's 
Like, and I think that's what makes it so appealing is that you like you. There's all sorts. You can do what I did, which I didn't intentionally kind of do like a speed through. I felt like I explored. Right? So did I. But I think part of my problem is because I kept speech challenging through everything. Like I, I had to fight nobody in the blighted town. I, I fought nobody in the goblin, like place until I decided to attack them. Like yes, yes. And I'm do I was doing that as a very gruff and not very uh, charismatic dwarf the first playthrough. The second playthrough, I'm a 17 charisma, awesome as fuck. Cause like sorcerers, their big their big stat is charisma, mm-hmm. right? So like that was kind of us doubling up on I'll be the speech person and the spellcaster. That was kind of the idea. So like we could get ourselves out of situations or whatnot, and they fuck it up. They entirely, like, I will talk my way out of something, and then they swing their axes right back into it. Like, it's just every time. And it's fun, and I'm having fun with my friends doing it, and they're kind of, but they're kind of undercutting the whole why I took the speech thing. Like, so I could be, no, we're just, this is literally me playing with with two murder hobos. It's just how it is. And... It's fun. Um, but yeah, my, my first playthrough, very solid, very fun. I got to play as Diggy Diggy Hole Dwarf uh, because that is what I play in an, a D&D campaign I do with uh, uh, Zweef, which is someone Pan and I know from our D&D Discord we're, we're in. And he's, he DMs it. And so I just literally played a D&D character that I already have, and it was awesome and fun. I got to do pretty much anything I wanted to as that dwarf. And now I'm playing a total different character. And that's the cool thing is like, even though I'm playing the same story, I feel like I get to experience it in a different way with a new character. Whereas like you replay mass effect, you get like Paragon Shep, Renegade Shep, and then like in the middle, whatever the fuck you want to do Shep. And then it's kind of like three ways to play. But like yeah but it's it's just are you gonna be polite or a dick about it that's it that's right it. And, and 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 that's a deep game don't get me wrong that's that's yeah. it's a fun deep game but this thing is insane in comparison like it feels totally different playing as a different class and different mentality and different race and whatnot and it, there's a lot of thought put into those differences and small differences and while overall you're playing the same game and you're doing the same things and have the same missions, you can do and interact with them entirely differently. You can come out of it completely not fighting every time. There are ways to do that. Um, not my ways, because mm-hmm. I was a fighter and now I'm a sorcerer. And that sorcerer might, have, might talk his way out of everything but he's got a very bloodthirsty barbarian on his party and <laughs> a bloodthirsty monk. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a great game. People should play it. And I know I was down on it because it was glitchy at first, but I still like it. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be playing, uh, I think, about three games this year (laughs) (laughs) that being one of them yeah yeah okay 
So, so Ace, that was our number twos. So, what's your number two? Dead Space. Okay. The remake. The remake. Yep. As I've mentioned before, they put a lot of TLC into it, and it really showed. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm interested in playing it. Largely. You have Game Pass. You have no excuse. I mean, the excuse of wanting to play other things, but yes, you're right. Just bounce around, game to game to game. You know I can't do that. Sure you can. You know I, I am. I, I, Maybe if hard. they all had the same controls, but you can't do that. Like <laughs> You're like, you think you're sneaking, but you're just running now through the whole like <laughs> map. Yes. Yes, that does happen to me. <laughs> I was going to say, like, this is how I, I've been playing a lot on PC lately. Uh, but I was like, coincidentally, I have all three of my controllers at the desk, which is also doubles as my PC controller, the yellow. Mm -hmm. My primary colors. Red, blue, red, blue, yellow. It's supposed to be yellow-green, but it just looks yellow. I think it looks green. I thought it looked green. I th was really thrown off when you said it was yellow. <laughs> I mean, we have that same it, It's one. a yellow-green. It's a yellow-green. But they do yeah. also have the velocity green now, too. So. Yeah, the more green, which is what I would like. But, yeah. So Dead Space. Uh, sound design you've talked about is really good. Um was one of the things they specifically worked on. The graphics are very nice as well. A lot of things look disgusting. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, they yeah. reinvented several of the uh, fights. Uh, mm -hmm. Namely, the asteroids shooting section is a lot less... Uh, janky bullshit and yeah janky mm -hmm. tedious frustrating uh it is far more simplified but also cool because they combine mm. the asteroid section with the uh trench section so mm. there's a trench that you go down in the original on the exterior of the ship yeah and at first you're fine or at first you have to avoid all the ass like the asteroids behind like these little like bunker areas to get to the area of the gun and then you have to go and sh like shoot a bunch of asteroids with the reticle on the cannons yeah the ion cannons i think they are um or tur i think they call yeah. them turbo lasers in the game maybe yeah ion cannons is 100 percent star wars I, if, well, if they said it too, that's cool. But well, that's what I recognize it from. Space lasers. Um, space lasers. In the remake, you control the guns with your plasma cutter or whatever weapon you have on you. So your mm -hmm. your laser targeting acts as the guide for the cannon that you sink to. So you go through, I think it's three cannons in total to sync the system up. Yeah. So, the ship will still take damage as you miss, and I'm sure you can fail it, but I never have yet. 
I don't know if it's harder in sure. the hard mode. We'll see when I eventually continue playing. A little it. humble brag there. I've never failed it. <laughs> well, I played it on normal first, and then when I was doing my uh, plasma cutter run, but also I think going back and doing the crates, I did it on easy mode, and now I'm currently playing through hard mode. Sure. So, I don't think I've gotten there yet, but once I do, I can let you know. And then there's also the, uh, what is it? It's not the Leviathan, because that's in food storage. There's some other one, I think maybe the Behemoth, or something like that, where it's on the outside of the ship and you go back to laser cannon thing. It's yeah. in the same area in the original, but in the remake, it's a different area and it's outside. And it shoots out okay. like a bunch of uh, like explosive organic mines at you. So if you come into contact with them or get too close, they'll explode. Yeah. Okay. So obviously there's a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. It's not just... I mean, I can't even say that about the Super RPG remake, like which I talked about last week. Like, there was a lot of changes in that too. Remakes this year were really good. Like the Resident Evil Four remake was freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> it's like they figured out how to do them this year. I think they either paid attention to comments or you know. They went back to actually being good dev studios. Right. Which is kind of weird because you would have expected that out of Callisto Protocol, right? Like, that was the original developers of Dead Space. And yet, that didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, I have not played that in a long time, and I've played through Dead Space a couple times now. So... You know, I, I will say there is something to be said about that as well. Because, look, don't get me wrong. I like Diablo 2 people, but we really got to stop, like, holding up these developers that made Diablo 2 because none of them have made a successful game since. Period. And they have tried not once, not twice, not five times. There are like seven games made by these people that all suck. Yeah. Whoopsies. One of them is considered some of the biggest failures in game video games. Hellgate London. Just take a look at that. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe we shouldn't, like, hold people up to this giant standard because they made a game we like, and maybe, just maybe, we should focus on what's a good game and what's a bad game and not worry about, like, the rock star developers behind them. Yeah. I think, uh... I think there's several, several, several examples of that. Um, what's the guy who always did all the Civ games? I can't remember his name right now. Sid Meier. Um, Sid Meier, yeah. 
people get on him. The the the, the fable, fable guy. guy, Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux, yeah. Like, not saying they make terrible games, but like, it takes more than that one person, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, yeah. If you look at a lot of the major games now, when the credits roll, those credits are going for a while. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, there's only been a. Well, actually, I've been playing a lot of indie games these past couple of years, and when you look at, it amazes me how little credits are in those games. How just small in comparison. Mm-hmm. And they do amazing jobs, but you look at some of these great, awesome, huge games like. Larian Studios, their credits are really freaking big, even though they're considered indie because they didn't, they self-published. But you know what I mean? Like larger studios, there's a huge gap between a small studio and a large studio. That is a huge gap. I am trying to remember. The Doom guys, because that's another a wonderful example, and I just I cannot remember their names right now. Doom guy one, Doom guy two. two. I can't believe I have to look this up. <laughs> Fake fan. Uh, I mean, I never was, but this is just recent. John Carmack and John Romero, both of them have not made a wonderful game since. However, there is a caveat to this. John Romero made an excellent, awesome level set mod for Doom 1 twice in the past three years. Sigil and Sigil 2 are amazing Doom 1 mods that Romero made. There you go. So even them. Like, John Romero's famous for his Dai Katana failure as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just... It takes more than one person. Most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes. Unless you're talking about Stardew Valley. Then that was one person. So. <laughs> so Dead All right. Space. So Dead Space. Uh, <laughs> more more than one person, obviously. Uh, and also not the original developers. Which, I, that's, that's a weird. That's a weird story for me, right? Like... Because you would expect the Callista Protocol guys, who were the original, a lot of the original developers, not all of them, but a lot, um, to do that. But here we are. So uh, anything more on Dead Space that you enjoyed? I, I do want to play it. I'm not I'm not leading you on by saying I want to play it. It is downloaded. I promise. I just haven't got to it. I mean, I quite enjoy the suits, as you mm-hmm. saw. 
there are some pretty interesting goofy ones out there yeah yeah with the handlers <laughs> yes i do remember seeing that one yeah that one that one's freaky freaky looking reminds me of a wendigo mm-hmm. oh no did, did i tell you guys i told you guys about that last week didn't i that you've been watching supernatural yeah i haven't watched since it pissed me (laughs) off too much it just oh and continue (laughs) watching it i've also been playing hades and the nerd dnd brain but i'm i'm really really far into hades i want to keep going so put, so put on an episode of Supernatural and play some Hades. Just Maybe, I could. Are you still in season one? Yes. Okay. I'll let you know what episodes not to skip, or to not avert one hundred percent attention from. There's some good ones. I'm going to watch them. I'm going to watch them. I just haven't got there yet. I've been playing way too much Hades. Like, seriously, I was up till four in the morning last night playing Hades, and I'm not lying. (laughs) I also don't have kids this weekend, so it was whatever. So you said, okay, so Mary, the last one you said you watched? It's one of them I watched. I don't remember the last one I watched, but. I remember the episodes. I just don't remember. Bugs, you said. What you order they were? Bugs, yes. Scarecrow. That might be where I'm at. Then that might be the next one. Okay. I would say uh, Faith is a pretty good one. Hmm. The Ben. Well, the it's Benders just on. Is a really good one. Okay. Benders like hair benders, water benders, earth benders. Could you imagine that being spun into a horror thing? I mean, Avatar. I mean, have you seen what the water benders are capable of? Yeah. Bloodbenders. They did spin that into a horror thing, but. Okay, so uh, your number two was Dead Space. Which was the one I was pretty sure you were going to have, for sure. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, it's a great game. So uh, we are down to number one uh, for the ra- for the la- for us. Uh, I know you guys don't have this one, because I know you guys didn't play it. From- so my number one... Uh, has to go to Octopath Traveler 2. Um, I absolutely adored the first one. I've talked about it several times, how it was very emotional to me, very personal. And while this game doesn't have that same emotional connection that the first one does, um, 
I like the first one's theme more because uh, it's it's again a more personal connection to me. Octopath Traveler Two is a great game that improves upon one in so many ways. Um, uh, one of the big negative feedback, while well, I don't consider it negative, uh, was that Octopath Traveler One, no one's stories connected. They were all sort of separate, and then they were all kind of shoved together at the end for a secret boss. Like, none of their storylines were related. Uh, Octopath 2, all of them are related, and directly so in many ways. And then you have special missions about how they're related. And And in those special missions, you get to see how the character development between those two people uh, became somewhat stronger and in some ways maybe even insinuated in a couple of them possibly a relationship between them for instance a relationship between the uh the um not so morally upstanding thief and the um inquisitor of the church (laughs) possibly um stuff like that uh the stories were much darker and in some ways deeper and richer like the gameplay was improved the quality of life was improved the music was still stellar and amazing i don't i like the first one's music more however the second one still had amazing music and in sort of the same quality level Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's just a it's a preference thing at that point um very intricate class system uh, was still there. I think they fleshed it out a little more. Um, I have, I'm have. i not going to read them all because I read this all one other time, but I still have notes on every single character story being not only just that much darker, but like that much just interesting to me and great. There was no skipping of dialogue because I was tired of reading something over and over again. And it felt like every piece of dialogue had the potential for something interesting to happen um, where I don't feel that in many games where, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I love Baldur's Gate, but there are some things of dialogue where I'm just kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Now we're to the interesting part or something like that. Partially it's because I've also replayed it. Um, but even in the first playthrough, there's some dialogue where it's just like, I don't really care what this character has to say right now. I'm more interested in, this thing over here and in this game which is largely a story-based game um unless if they were you know a, a major npc i cared if there was just like a side npc i don't really care most of the time you can't really blame me for that though i mean not everything in every single npc in town is going to be interesting so mm-hmm. at least they say something um but yeah, it's just it was just a extremely high quality game uh, for a series that I really love, and I had a lot of fun with, and I didn't hundred percent it, but I came really close. I did all the extra content, like the the only thing I didn't do was the super secret harder final boss that I had tried a couple times before I went to the final boss, which I thought was the final boss, but the, really the final boss was over here. Mm-hmm. And I was fighting the super duper difficult boss, and I didn't. I just didn't go back and do it. That's literally the only thing I haven't done. Is just beat that final boss, the secret final boss. It isn't storyline. 
that's it. I I had a great time and I loved it. And I don't really have much else to say because you guys didn't really play it. And you don't really know what it's like, but it's a JRPG. It's really fun and not normally my kind of game, but I love it. There we go. Number one, Octopath Traveler 2. And this is kind of weird, but Square Enix has been sweeping number ones for me for the past couple of years. I don't know if you guys remember because... Uh, I, I think last year I had another one. It was uh, Triangle Strategy. was my number one. And the year before that was... Uh, what was the... I remember, I remember the guy's face. I remember the girl. But the anime one, it was from Square Enix that I didn't expect to, to like. That was my number one. So, like, Square Enix has been sweeping my number ones for the past couple, three years now. So, sounds so, like it uh, is. I, it is actually your kind of game, then. But I don't play all of them, right? <laughs> like I don't. I don't even try. I don't even like. I, I don't look at that genre and be like, I really need to play the next one. I just there's certain ones that I really like, and then I end up just being my favorite. Don't worry, I'll figure it out. Uh, so, Ace, what is your what is your number one? That would be uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I thought it was in there somewhere. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah, I just couldn't spoil the surprise and be like, well, that's my number one when you had it, what, at number five? Yeah. Yeah, number five. (laughs) Yeah, Tales of Arise was the game. I just looked it up. It was my number one. Gotcha. But yeah, Tears of the Kingdom was very much fun. Very much a lovely story. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun making uh, fish trawlers and just capturing whole schools of fish because that's a new system that they have in the game. Yeah, I didn't do that. Uh, I did see that you could, but I didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, there's a Yiga blueprint for it, or Yiga schematic, if we're going to be I think I had accurate. it, I just didn't do it. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. made a turbo one, because I was like, no, I don't want to have to swerve around everywhere. I'm, I'm just running the whole river, running the whole ocean. We're catching as much as possible in one go. Right. I have yet, though, to... Uh, create a uh, Lionel Slapper or mm-hmm. any other Mob Slapper, but I do eventually want to have have a more creative side with destruction, so we'll see. I've seen several contraptions because the girls actually like looking up like best Tears of the Kingdom contraptions of the month. Uh-huh. Like There's like a video... Uh, channel on YouTube that does it. One of them, it was insane. It had like it was like this built cage that like shoved moblins in like a lawnmower, and then grinded them up on spinners and lasers, <laughs> and then just like it caught all the items they dropped in a cage, uh-huh. in the back. It was just like mowing the lawn of moblins. It was so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's... And it had, like, a... 
It had like a filter that it pulled off um, if they were too big. Like if it was anything too big, it like pulled off this filter that had like an exit door that so it would keep going. It was so, so intricate. Interesting. Yeah, there's crazy ones that people have made like basically Gundams that have like cannons and laser attachments that have like the auto enemy focus and we'll just hone in on the yeah. enemy and just keep going until they're dead. Yeah. I sorry, I'm being attacked by my cat right now. She is being very lovey. She has been like this all weekend. No, I don't want your butt in my face. So is it largely the uh the building that kind of drew you to, to a number one or story and stuff too, or I mean, initially it was the story, but like pretty much everything got me with it in yeah. the end in some way. And I mean, the fight at the end was phenomenal. I, yes, I, I wish I didn't come at it with three hearts to begin with, but yes, yeah, that, <laughs> that does get kind of frustrating. Make sure you go yeah. in with at least two fairies, I would say, just in case. Yeah. Um, I would I would vehemently agree. And it also helps that I also watched Game Grumps play it this year, too. Mm -hmm. And the Game Grumps playthrough was, was rather good. I think it's, I think it's funny how after the uh, first stage, he then gets his, like, god mode form. And then the bar just goes off the screen. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Aaron ran into the same problem I did where he just came in with too many too little of hearts mm -hmm. to begin with. I was just like, Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's that last fight was a little rough with the uh timings of the dodging and stuff. Because even just in yes. the first stage, it can be a little tricky depending on what weapon he's using. And then it gets worse, too, because then he gets even more agile. And then you have to yeah. multiple times do the perfect dodge to be able to start hammering in on him. And yes. in the second stage, I was just struggling with it too much. So eventually what did I what I ended up doing was... I got him backed up against the wall, and then I would just run at him and just start wailing on him, because by then he can't yeah. he can't dodge out of the way anymore. Really true. Yeah, it's yeah. It was just a very difficult fight, but fun. So to steal a term. So fun. Sad but unfortunate that Unga Bunga mode won out in the end, but it worked. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, at least it did. Yeah, I, I I loved the game. Don't get me wrong. It just it my gripes with it really kept it from really rising to the top for me. No game's perfect, obviously, but like. I don't know. They got to me a little harder than I th those those gripes did, but it's it's a great time. 
obviously. I mean, I talked quite a while about it already, so. Hmm. Okay. Um, Sasha, so what is, uh, what is your number one? It's Starfield. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. I had a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I didn't hear it yet, but I also, I'm a little surprised because you, you do have, we, we have talked several times about the example of you saying it was just not that deep, but. It's not. I mean, I, it is and it isn't. So like, I played. I don't know, I'm probably like 10 hours into New Game Plus. Um, I'm level 51 yeah. and probably coming up. I'm, I know I'm upwards of 150 hours in the game. Yeah. I discovered a major city that I never went to in the first game. Like a, like a major city. Like, we're not talking like a little settlement. Like a major city oh, with quests okay. and a trade authority and a ship technician. And, um, so all the things. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the only reason I even discovered it is because I'm in New Game Plus and I have nothing. And I was just doing a bunch of, like, little stupid missions off of the mission board to, like, deliver this cargo and it was like hey do you want to deliver this cargo to new homestead and i was like yeah whatever so i did and when i got there they were like oh go like a mission an activity popped up it was like go inside and i went inside and they're living like vault dwellers there's like a it's on a like harsh planet where the surface is like will kill you in 15 minutes but down in yeah. there they have an a full city a full city and i felt stupid that i didn't ever went there the first game um i mean it just happens we just talked a lot about how we both missed stuff in Baldur's gate like yeah but now having said that like yes it's a full city and it has all these things named npcs like quests like everything is still just very surface Shallow. level yeah yeah um and there are really well done faction uh, quest lines, just like there are in every like Fallout Elder Scrolls game. Sure. Um, and I'm finding a little bit more uh, enjoyment, I think, in reading uh, Reddit, reading people talk about what decisions they made. And um, okay, there's a there is a quest that to resolve this storyline you have a choice um to either release a bioengineered virus that will only kill these like aliens that you're trying to kill and it won't affect anybody else there's only a one in a million chance that it will mutate or you can bring back an extinct species that is not harmful to humans and is a natural predator to these other aliens and both will result in the desired outcome, but the bioengineered virus is way more efficient than bringing back the extinct species. But, you know, like having experienced, you know, the one in a million chance of COVID, um, 
I didn't really feel like the bioengineered virus was very safe. Um, and so, I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So like I chose to bring back the extinct species and all my party members hated it. I mean, they all fucking hated it. And I'm like, I don't understand. You're like, trust the science, trust the science. And I'm like, you're making me sound like an anti-vaxxer because I didn't want to release a virus that is not foolproof, but okay, whatever. Fine. I didn't want to become, what was his name? Modern? Mo- 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 uh, from from Mass Effect. Mo yeah, uh Morden, yeah. So Morden. I You don't want to become him. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's, that's what they're asking you to do. So I like I brought back the the Aceles, that's this like species. And I stood by my choice, you know, like I'm like whatever, I'm not re-rolling it. I I'm not I'm not doing the other thing just because all my party members are mad about it. So then I'm reading Reddit and like Everybody made the same choice I did. Everybody, like, saved the Aceles, and they're just kind of flabbergasted that Bethesda took the uh, this yeah. other stance. Like, essentially, I feel like they were trying to, like, say something about, you know, trust science and trust vaccines. But, like, I really think they got their wires crossed on this one, um, considering... So, so you're saying you give me Jurassic Park... Or COVID. I'm going to go with Jurassic Park. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it is. It is. Because and the Aceles is this like big like brontosaurus type like thing that's a natural predator to the terramorphs. And they don't hurt humans. I'm like, why wouldn't you just get a big guard dog? Like, I just feel like that's what if, if every scientist said, hey. If you ask a scientist, like there's a there's a alien species that will attack colonies, and like what do you think you should do to fix that? I don't think that every scientist is going to pick the non parsimonious route of we should bioengineer a virus to get rid of right. it. They're going to be like get a big guard dog, like the Aceles, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and so I am finding a lot more enjoyment in like reflecting back on some of the like quests in how other people have interpreted the game and 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 so it does feel a little deeper than what Bethesda is giving me being able to like see how other people have interpreted this um and that's kind of been the same with some of the other quest lines too but uh just that specific one um sticks out to me because I thought that the Terramorph questline was really, like, the coolest one. But I yeah. disagree that I made the wrong choice in resolving that issue. But apparently everybody made the wrong choice, according to Bethesda, so. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Jurassic Park every time. Like, I don't. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like every New Game Plus iteration, if I do that questline again, I'm, I'm gonna still stand by that decision i'm gonna piss off my constellation party members every single time speaking about jurassic park we talked about it last week a little bit i'm still listening to the book i progress i'm almost done um it gets worse Mm -hmm. it gets way worse they don't get into the raptors until what i just started listening to the raptors getting out oh boy Mm -hmm. oh boy the raptors are 
far worse than what the movie did. <laughs> oh yeah, they're terrifying. <laughs> they are way worse. You know what? I agree with you, Sasha. Do the Jurassic Park option. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I am trying to play New Game Plus like a little different in the sense of like I'm not doing any of the main quests. I'm trying not to explore the main cities. I'm trying to just like get enough supplies. Now that you have that freedom, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get enough supplies so I can go like actually explore. But like I have no money and no ammo and well, I, I have some now. I, I put. I wiped out a couple of uh, spacer camps, so now I have guns and ammo, and can go do my own thing. But yeah, you Robin Hooded them. Yes, yes, and I don't know if I am trying to trick myself into thinking that there's more changes in New Game Plus than I would like there to be, but it seems. Oh. Like you're saying, you're feeling a placebo effect, maybe. I, I might be, but I feel like all of the NPCs look different. Um, oh, and okay. I, I don't know if it's intended because it was a, it is new game plus, or if it happened naturally because of an update. Because there have been two fairly large updates for Xbox uh, since launch. And okay. I don't recall, especially in places like Mars where it's like gritty and industrial. Um, I don't recall seeing NPCs walk around in like pastel colors, bright colors. And, um, and there's like NPCs of different shapes and sizes. Like not everybody is a size four. Um, yeah. And I don't recall that being the case in my first run through. It just seems like they're a lot more diverse and they look happier in this universe than maybe the previous universe. Yes. I don't, I don't know if that's intentional or not. Hmm. But I was told in like, I was told that the more that you loop through in New Game Plus, that there are a ton, supposed to be a ton of subtle changes. Hmm. That sounds like someone on Reddit needs to go through a deep experiment and well, have a giant post. Some people have. like So the one person has like gone through, 30, I think they're on like 33, 33 New Game Plus loops. Jeez. Wow. That's a and lot. They, they've looped through so many times that they're finding their own character. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then another thing I discovered was that... So, I think I brought this up, but... You get to a point in the story where you kind of have to choose which one of your party members you're going to save. Yeah. And I was not happy about that choice. Um, yes. Other people's party, other party members died. Like other constellation members were in other people's games choices. Like they're like talking about Sarah dying, and Sarah was not one of the choices in mine. Hmm. So I don't know what decisions are made that would make either one so, like who is part of what. Because 
I was romancing one of the people, but I had, like, best friendship with all of the other Constellation members. So I don't know why they were like, all right, it's going to be Barrett and not Sarah that you have to choose to save. I don't, I don't know. So I'm interested in, in that. Um, and then there's supposed to be an update coming for land vehicles, which I'm very excited about. I think I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. I think I saw like a trailer or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm willing to give it another shot. I just need to like compromise with myself and the way that I play Bethesda games and that like, I'm just not going to hoard. I'm not going to hoard because there's no point. That's, that's a tough one. It is hard. That's, I had to break myself, and I think that's why I kind of got away from stuff like that. Because if you remember, I, I played Evil West. Not Evil West. Weird West. The one that you played? Yep, yep. Um, and I played it, and I was starting to hoard stuff, and I felt really just like, yeah, like I don't, I don't like doing this. I don't so I stopped. I only picked up useful things, right? And that, to me, felt much better but like it still annoyed me that I was just seeing garbage after garbage after garbage after looking at things and like that's how I feel right now in Baldur's Gate yeah when you go into like these hidden places there's a lot of like rotten food right yes. and it's just like uh, or, or these useless books right like because you like in Elder Scrolls you read a book, you could get a stat up, right? There's that, there, like, I don't know what it is. Oh, its price is over 50, possibly a stat up. Like, that kind of thing. Now, Baldur's Gate does have some junk like that, but you can find some pretty sweet shit uh, once in a while. However, I think they reserve a lot of that for later in the game. So... Act one, there's a lot of garbage. But I'm used to that because I played it. Also, d and I'm not much of a loot goblin. Like I said, those two loot goblins, their inventories are full. We go to a vendor, they're trying to get their weight down, like their carry weight down. Yeah, that's, that's I, how I play right now, too. Yeah, and, and you'll see me, like when we go to the image, because you can see everyone's inventory, and you can swap in, in items freely between each other. You'll see mine, and it's like this. Because I only pick up exactly what I want to use and need. And I don't pick up anything else because I know those two loot goblins have either A, already picked it up, or B, or whatever. So what I do is I clean their inventories while they're messing with stuff or I'm waiting for them. For instance, the barbarian keeps picking up all the scrolls. So I keep transferring the scrolls to me because... They're not going to be using them. He's just trying to loot gobble them. And I'm like, nope, I'm taking the scrolls so we can actually use them. Because I am the sorcerer, and I need spells. So. Although his loot goblinness, both of them, have acquired me no less than ten Featherfall scrolls. I don't think I will ever need to actually cast Featherfall. So, yeah, but um, I tried to play Starfield. 
I don't have many comments. I, I just I didn't it didn't grab me. But the only Bethesda game that really I ever finished was uh, Bethesda as in Bethesda, Bethesda developed uh, was uh, Skyrim. So that it, you know it doesn't say a lot. I mean I played Morrowind. I played Morrowind a lot, uh, but I never finished it. Uh, and of course, like I said, I didn't play a lot of Oblivion, but it, you know it was on. A lot of people played it on 360, and I was. I don't know. I wasn't playing that kind of game at that time. I was super into mag and shooters and that kind of stuff during those days. So, yeah. I wanted to try Starfield so bad, and then I did, and I was just like, meh. Sort <laughs> <laughs> of just bounced off of me. But I'm glad you're enjoying it. It sounds, you know, I I think it was listed as your number one excited for. Yep. So. Yep. And it did not live up to what I would like it to be. Uh, it did live up to what I thought it was going to be, which was Fallout 4 in space. Uh, not Skyrim mm-hmm. in space, Fallout 4 in space. It is exactly what it is. Gotcha. But I can't deny how addicted I am to those types of games. So, you know, it is what it is. They, they, they got your number. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those are our games of the year. Um, this is a very packed year. A lot of good stuff came out. A lot of great stuff came out. Um, so this year, I'm looking forward to a lot. Um, and we'll get into that next week. We're going to have a guest on. Uh, so it'll be me, Sasha, and guest. And... Uh, we will uh, we will go for, we will talk about the games we're excited for and go from there. Um, yeah, I'm I, I did want to say I got a game. I talked a little bit about it before. I didn't want to I don't want to take up too much more time with this because we're already running pretty late. But I picked up this game called Engard. I saw it like an impulse thing, and it's literally a game about fencing. It's an inven- uh, like an adventure game where you fence. So it's on guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on guard. And it's um it's also set in Spain. Okay. And you play as uh what was her name? But it's like this game I you ever seen The Mask of Zorro? Like the really fun 90s rompy I know Zora of it, movie. but not not really my kind of movie. That really just deflated my bubble there. I'm so sorry. Like, I've not seen it either. It is, my apologies. I I know what it is though. Like Okay. It is fun action comedy with a very intricate fencing system. Now, when I say intricate, it's not super intricate. It is, you got to worry about dodging attacks, parrying attacks, or attacking them. So you got to know what the tells are, what the signs are, um, and you got to perfectly time the parries and dodges. So, Dark you Souls? also get the. In- 
uh, hold on. You also get to interact with the environment. So you can jump over them and grab like a chandelier and go over them. Or you can um, kick a barrel at them and knock them over and break their guard. Because um, there's also ones that are like, they're so good at defense that you have to break their guard through other means. You can throw a bucket on top of their head and kick them downstairs. It is highly interactable with the environment too. Uh, so it feels like while I was going to say the mask of Zorro, which is a very fun, rompy action comedy. It sounds like the princess bride, the princess bride, or even go not as intricate, but akin to a Jackie Chan thing where there's a lot of improv improvisation. A lot of the game, a lot of the fighting is about improvising. There's a lot of kicking people off of cliffs, which is always a fun thing for me. Um, you know, we talked about it in Baldur's Gate, shoving people off a cliff. Um, I loved it. However, I beat it in literally three play sessions in two days. Mm-hmm. So, very short, but it was also an indie game that had a smaller team. But I just wanted to talk about it real quick because it was so good. And then I probably will have forgotten about it next week to talk about too much. Aside from I've already started my next game of the year list and it is 1000% number one of what I played this year so far. So more so than Hades, which I have finished in 2024 as well. So, and I love Hades. So yeah, it's really good on guard. Or en guard, or however you say it, because I am not French or Spanish. And <laughs> also a lot of good movie references, specifically to Princess Bride. So, like, if you break someone's guard and they didn't expect it, there's a lot of inconceivables mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I would. I feel like they missed the mark then if you like. You should have had like a two-stage boss fight where you beat the guy and then he's like, and that was with my left hand. And then a second stage and he's even harder. No, they don't do that. That would have been great. They don't do that. Um, There's a couple boss fights that are ridiculous, uh, (laughs) but they don't do that. And I will say uh, yesterday before we started our Baldur's Gate 3 run, uh, I was streaming the end boss to my friend Ricky because we were going to meet up to play. And I was like, hold on. I, I'm literally doing the final boss. Let me finish this and then we'll we'll play together. And he's like, oh, let me see. So I just streamed it because it's on PC on, on Discord. And we were both nearly cry laughing at the ending cutscene of beating the, the, the final dude because it is just that funny. Uh, it's just ridiculous and funny and I loved it so uh, yeah so 2023 is is over 2024 is what we're working with now and we'll we'll talk more about that next week so uh, thanks everyone for tuning in and listening Uh, we'll uh, be back here in Be sure to join us at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. Join the Discord. Uh, if you want to follow Ace at Ace Badger Gaming on Twitter. Um, X. I'm still going to call it Twitter. It's still. Uh,